Good afternoon, Patriots. Today is Monday, February 14th in the year 2022. This begins bended knee now as a daily prayer, Monday through Saturday. And thank you for coming. Let's make sure we grow this. Our world needs more prayer now than ever. And it's something that we have to start really understanding where the true testimony for our world is. We have forgotten our power. We keep looking to governments to solve our problems. That's not the judge. This is for us to now take our case before the Lord. That we need to ask for grace and mercy rather than wrath and judgment. And we know that our nations have sinned. We know that it has been what has been allowed before all things in our nations has been allowed by us turning our back on God and not being vigilant. But God has mercy, and we must now repent before him as a nation. We are seeing the rise of heroes. We are seeing the rise of courage. We are seeing the rise of conviction and a proper commitment to what is true. I'm going to play a piece here now before we pray. Looking at the time. Actually, I'll play the piece after the prayer. It goes a bit long. It's about seven minutes, and I'm going to play it again tonight. It's a Canadian warrant officer who has now taken a stand in Canada. It's quite a, It's an amazing testimony, and we'll hear his testimony here shortly. Patriots, this is a very critical time that we understand what our true power is, and I think that we're all getting confused at times of what and where we will seek the solution. We have been given dominion in this land. We have literally, by Luke ten nineteen, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. So I will ask the question, why do we keep seeking the solution through the system that itself is so vilely corrupt and we expect somehow that it will be merciful in God's eyes. The system is beyond repair. And Canada is now sitting on a cusp of a very critical day. Their tyrant prime minister is now pushing for the War Powers Act. It basically suspends their charter, which is similar to our Constitution, and will put them in a state of martial law. Through that, Canada has not signed the treaty that has disallowed the use of mercenaries as a government. And already the evidence of people that are in police clothing and some that are acting like policing agents look to be of foreign descent, some of which are Chinese. That can't be established as fact, but it can be established by at least facial features. The one thing to keep in mind is that this state, this deep state, will do anything it can to provoke div- greater division and hate, to incite civil war, and to do anything it can to prevent a country like Canada from showing the world what unity looks like. As a nation, we in the United States are still deeply divided. And we are still forgetting where our ultimate judgment comes from. 
we keep seeking solutions through idols. Trump, politics, voting, Durham. Even if those all come true, as many would love to believe, as if there is some master plan. There is no hand that we have in any of that decision. Those are determined ends that we have no touching to or on. Because the foolishness that believes in those as solutions is giving up your power, your dominion over all things evil. And it's comical to watch how we, as God's children, are not turning to him to ask for the repentance and the mercy that would heal this land. As a nation, as a world, that is where our judge comes, judgment comes from. And until we get down on our knees and we ask, Father, for the repentance and the forgiveness and the mercy, why would we expect anything other than judgment of a harsh hand? We have the greatest power as the people to come together in unity, in the love of him, to heal things and to take a different course of action. But somehow we can't seem to let go of the institutions of corrupted men that we were part of building. These are critical times. And we will be judged The question is, will we be judged with mercy or we will be judged with wrath? And we are at a precipice right now of making a choice in the path. Jeremiah 6.16, thus says the Lord, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Where are we going to walk, patriots? Are we going to walk and seek the ancient paths, which means we seek our mercy through God? Or are we going to say we will not walk in it and seek the change through institutions of men? I know where I'm seeking. And in spite of all the craziness and things of feeling like there's doom and there's no possible way to win and we're on the cusp of war and there's possibly going to be blood in the streets, As Canada is now facing, there is a way, and that is a way to go to the Lord and take our case before him, and we must. And so now we will pray, as we do every day at 111, and we're going to pray in part for the mercy of his hand. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are sitting here in a time where we have too often and we continue too often to forget truly where the solution rests. By habit, by repetition, by blind obedience to institutions that we've just accepted as the way things are, we continue to seek a solution through the very institutions that have lost their way and continue to repress us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for this transgressions of constantly trying to pursue the avenue of mercy 
through the hands of corrupted and merciless men. Lord, we sit here before you today, humbled. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for this, the repentance of a nation. We, the people, your children, are speaking to you, Lord. We have leaders that are blind to you now, deaf to you, have not heard your words, have skewed off the paths, and even those that we had hoped would raise us to places of new awakening have themselves been pulled away to the illusions and promises of things that are not in you and not part of you. So, Lord, forgive us and forgive them. For those, Lord, that have done unspeakable crimes, we seek the forgiveness for them and pray for their souls and pray that they will seek you to face the truth and the accountability for all that they have done. Lord, for those in Canada today that are facing a critical moment, there's fear in their hearts for some, anger in others, frustrations in many. Lord, may they just find the solace in the love of Christ. May they all take a moment of prayer to come together as a nation as they have now led the world and reminded the world of the power of fellowship. Can Canada now take a knee to you, Lord, to humble themselves before you, to ask for the forgivenesses of their nation, and to pray for the unity that we must seek and have. This is not a unity limited by faith, but a unity limited only by the extent of all that seek you in the many different ways. First Nations, immigrants, people who have been born on these lands. We are at a time now when unity and strength and fellowship opens the doors, as we know, to the many that allows you and allows the love of Christ to enter their hearts. May we hear your voice. We pray for reason in the hands of the tyrants. And though we know that that's unlikely, we pray for it. And Lord, we are not naive to believe that somehow this will magically dissolve to being a peaceful and resolute solution that all will agree. In fact, we sit on the edge of war and you have levied a sword to divide these nations. So we also pray for temperance. And above all, no matter how things evolve, Lord, we pray for the, your voice to guide the hand of those that are now on the front lines and the many that will follow. Let us remember Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Lord, let us all open that door. Let us all set a place at the table for you to join us. 
let us all hear your voice and your direction. Lord, we know the stories well, that in times, there are times that war becomes real. We're reminded of the strength of Gideon and the dedication of Gideon to obey your commands, dispelling an army with 300 horns and 300 pots of light. We're reminded of evil and the ruthlessness by which your hand levies judgment on evil as Joshua slayed every man and woman and donkey in the city. And we're reminded of the courage of the one to stand up against impossible odds, under-equipped, at least what the enemy felt, with three stones, only to drop the mighty, the Philistine, and sever his head. So give us the strength of David. Lord, in these times, the counsels and reasons of, of your voice are reminded us in us by Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Let your voice resonate among the many. Let us hear that wisdom. And let us not deviate from the path that you set before us. Let us remember 2 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And we speak these words to all that will listen. Let Canada today have a moment of deep reflection. May the nation find greater unity in the cause of the voice of its people. May the government hear that voice and understand the consequences and the line in which they currently tread. In the end, Lord, we cannot and will not let our liberties be taken. And as the war drums ring, let the war drums beat with the pace, the wisdom, and the force of your voice. Let the enemies of liberty hear clearly that we are the children of God, that we have dominion over them and over all their evil, that we are making a plea to you, Lord, on behalf of us, to be merciful for our nations and equally to deliver judgment to those who have done such evil wrongs. In these times, Lord, we pray for all that are involved, all that now stand together. We pray for the healing of divisions to hear truly what the truth is that's not being said, to awaken to your wisdom that sits within our hearts to literally have the minds of men disrupted to awaken the glory of the heart within. So, Lord, 
as we're reminded in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And with these words, Lord, we say, guide us, protect us, forgive us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Critical times, patriots, critical times. So I'd like you to listen to this testimony by James Top from Canada. Take a listen. My name is James Top. I'm a warrant officer. I served in the regular army for over 25 years. I transferred to the reserves. I got a job with the public service working for the RCMP. I was placed on leave without pay and I am in the process of being released from the armed forces. I am not authorized to wear this uniform right now. I accept full responsibility for what I am doing and what I am saying and I am willing to suffer the consequences. This is hard for me. I may suffer repercussions for uh, what I'm doing right now by wearing this uniform out in public. But something needs to be said, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say enough is enough. I do not speak on behalf of the Canadian Armed Forces or the regiment that I have served with. But I want to honor them, and I need to wake them up. I do not like the direction that this country is going. I disagree with the government imposing mandates on us. I am not here to speak on behalf of any political organization or group. I am here for me. I am here for the people of this country. It's the people of this country who work for a living that make this country run. I work for them. I also am here to pay my respect to the veterans of this country that have given their lives and their, and their limbs and their minds in the service of this country. I am doing this for them as well. So this is my message. We as Canadians, all Canadians, need to stand up for what we believe in. First Nations, immigrants, and the people that were born here. This country is ours. It is not the property of the moneyed few. There are people out there who risk their lives every day. They're truck drivers, they're construction workers, they put the power lines up, they lay the telephone lines that enable us to communicate with each other. I'm here for them. I put this uniform on for them to defend this country. So I want everybody to know what I intend to do as a form of protest against overbearing government mandates is to march from Vancouver to Ottawa on foot, under my own power, and on my own dime. This is peaceful, this is constructive, this is setting an example for anyone that they have the power to stand on their own two feet 
and make their voices heard if they have a problem. They have the right to do that. Am I afraid? Yes. Absolutely I am. But I'm going to work through it. I am not encouraging lashing out with violence, with coarse language, with profanity. I am not making inflammatory statements to any person or group. I want us all to come together, everyone, to recognize what we have in this country. And that's the freedom to speak out and disagree and make our voices heard. I disagree with what the government is doing right now with citizens of this country who have chosen to go to Ottawa and make their voices heard. It's time to reach out with an open hand and not a raised fist. So on the 20th of February, I am leaving from Vancouver and I am marching to Ottawa. I've not always got along with the people that I work with. And I've said the wrong things and, and not acted in ways that were professional. I just want them to know that. And if they want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from them. If what I am doing is offending you, then I apologize. But something needs to be done. I have spent the last two years sitting back, saying nothing, and that time is done. It's time for me to do something in support of Canadians, in support of soldiers. Being a soldier isn't just about taking up arms, it's about mobilizing your inner resources to do something and make a stand. And not just that, to march forward. And that's what I'm gonna do. I serve this country. by putting the uniform on. I've regained the pride in this uniform, what it means, and that flag right there. But any of my brothers and sisters in uniform, why I am here is I want you to understand that you have a right to make yourself heard as well. I'm proud of everybody that came down here. I am proud of everybody who is holding a flag and if you want to support me, I welcome it. But if you want to insult me, twist my words and my message, that's your right. If you want to hate me, that's your right too. You have the right to your own opinion. So say what you're gonna say, and I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. That takes courage, and this man has demonstrated courage, and we need more of that. So to those people that are wearing a uniform today in Canada, in the United States, in the countries across the world, in Australia, think about why you are wearing that uniform, what your role is, and who your loyalty is. It's easy when you pack a gun and a badge to think that you have great power. Because within 
your magazine, you carry 30 or 15 rounds if it's a pistol to put life and snuff life out. But God doesn't work like that. And if you do the numbers, and there's seven and a half billion people on this earth, you can see that it doesn't matter how many rounds you have in the clip. You're not going to win. When you take another's life, you take part of your own. And that is something to be remembered on all sides. There comes a time which the Lord calls us to war. We have been at war from the moment they closed down our house of worships. The question is, are we willing to embrace what that means? Our words to the Lord are the one in which are the ones in which we can seek the mercy. That means we put ourselves before the Lord. That means we seek repentance for our nations, not for us. We seek unity and forgiveness for the acceptance of division which has been placed upon us. And that responsibility of bridging differences and coming together as God's children is on our shoulders, not on them. We have to accept the responsibility of finding idols following them, seeking them to solve the problems which we created. We have to accept accountability for seeking to do nothing and allowing evil to rise. So it's time. It's time that we have to make the hard decisions. If you're in the walk with Christ and you're going to walk boldly in the body of Christ, you have to accept that at times you will flip tables. You have to accept that you will be persecuted. You have to accept that we have the responsibility and duty to God to come together, to listen to one another, and to heal our differences. We have to be greater than them. We have to walk a line that's greater than even us because that's the line of Christ Jesus. Canada is at the cusp of a monumental moment in their history. Canada needs to hear from each and every one of us anywhere you can post it that their prayers are with the people, that God is with us, all of us, that we seek unity as one. And that message needs to be resonated across all nations, that if you harm one of us, you harm all of us. The elite need to hear that. The time of these games of being repressed by a handful of landowners and wealthy, privileged class are over. They don't want you to believe that, but they are. And where we go is not clear, and that's irrelevant. Worrying about the morrows is not part of the equation right now, and carrying on the burdens of the past is simple. Get on your knees and ask for forgiveness and let it go. Where we need to be is in the presence and in the moment with Christ Jesus, in this walk that we have with the Lord. 
for our pursuit is the intimate relationship with Father. And no one said that walk was going to be easy. We must learn temperance. Peter drew a sword, Christ stayed his hand. But Christ had in the power of his hand to call down legions of angels. And at the same time, he gave us dominion over all evil. We must take the case to the Lord. So spend this day, spend this time, taking some time, each and every one of us, to talk to the Lord, to bring the case before the Lord, to ask for mercy on a nation that should be condemned, and that's nations plural, to ask for the mercy of the people that have been deceived, and to ask for justice for those that have done wrong. Our prayers are up for Canada. They're in the last, they're within moments of being announced of whether they will be put under martial law or whether the politicians will find some slimy way to slither out of this. Stop worshiping the political class. Start worshiping God. Stop looking for solutions in the political class. It's not going to play fair. It's time to bring in Father. It's time to go to war with Father. Embrace it, walk with that strength, and accept what comes. God bless Canada. God bless the United States. God bless God's children. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, patriots. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Today, our prayers are critical. Keep your prayers up. Keep focused and be strong. Don't be intimidated by the fear of war. You're only nervous on the eve of war. Once the shots begin, it gets pretty easy. Trust me. Pray pray for reason. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. Right now, we have a mighty role here on this time, in this place, for such a time as this, for he's entrusted us to do something profound. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.
every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. 
We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.